Imagine an aligned approach to the art of coaching, a perspective that blends both coaching and business mastery, all while honoring your vision, your values, and your intuition. Welcome to the Coach with Clarity podcast. I'm Lee McDonough, an ICF credentialed coach, former therapist, and mentor for intuitive coaches and healers. I'll be your guide as you cultivate both the skill set and the mindset needed to transform your clients' lives and your own. Are you ready to be a coach with clarity? Then let's go. Well, hello, my friend. Welcome to the Coach with Clarity podcast. I am so happy you're here. My name is Lee McDonough. I'm your host. And today, I am thrilled to introduce you to my very good friend and colleague, Mary Williams of Sensible Woo. Now, I've known Mary for years. We both started our businesses in 2016, and I think we met shortly thereafter. And she is someone that I have absolutely loved collaborating with and getting to know. And what I really appreciate about Mary is her ability to blend the strategic with the intuitive, which is very much in line with how I coach. And that's what she does too with systems. She is an expert when it comes to creating strong systems in your business in order to support your operations, your revenue generation, and most importantly, your life. In our conversation today, we're going to be talking about a lot of things, including the general state of online entrepreneurship and small business in 2023. And why systems are, I would say, even more important now than they've ever been before. I just really appreciate the quiet, steady wisdom Mary brings to every conversation, but especially the one you are about to hear. So let's get right into it. I am so excited to welcome Mary Williams of Sensible Woo to the Coach with Clarity podcast. Well, hello, Mary. Thank you so much for coming on the Coach with Clarity podcast. Thanks, Lee. You know, I've been listening to you for a long time. I remember the first time I heard your podcast. I think it was the one before this one. It was back in like 2019. Yeah, that's about right. Yeah. That was the the good old days of Work Your Inner Wisdom, my, my yes. very first show. Yes. <laughs> Which I loved that show. I learned a lot about podcasting and it prepared me beautifully for this show, the Coach with Clarity podcast. And yeah. I was thinking about all of the people I wanted coaches to know about, the people I really wanted to connect with in 2023, and your name was at the top of my list. I love your work. I love what you do. You have so much to share. So we're going to get into that today during our interview. But before we do, for people who've not yet had the pleasure of making your acquaintance, let's start with who you are and the work you do for the world. Well, my name is Mary, and my business is Sensible Woo. And as the name would suggest... (laughs) It's we love around here. I like things that are both sensible and woo. I like to ride the world in between those spaces because I feel like that's where we live. I think I feel like as business owners, that's what we actually do. We're intuitive, but we also have to be very practical and logical about things. So yeah, I've been a coach for quite some time. I don't know that I always intended to be a coach, to be honest with you. I started out when I first slipped out of my corporate career into consulting. I came from the entertainment world in my corporate career and entertainment is a very nepotistic industry. People love to hire their friends over and over. So one day people started reaching out and they're like, Hey, are you available? Do you know somebody? And I was like, I am available. And I started consulting and I really had envisioned myself being a consultant 
in information management for them. I'm a librarian by trade, and so I do a lot of digital archiving and data management. And in the course of doing that, I was reading tarot and Akashic Records on nights and weekends over the phone. And I attracted a lot of small business owners, and they would ask business questions in the middle of their reading, but they would ask about things like their launch or their software integrations. <laughs> I was like, because they knew about what I did during the day. And I thought, you guys really need a space in between. And it took a while to figure out, but it eventually grew into coaching. I love how your niche, your audience kind of found you in many ways. And it honed in on that sweet spot that you have between the sensible and the woo, which really resonates with me because when I work with my coaches and when I teach in my certification program, I talk a lot about the intersection between strategy and intuition. And I think it's probably something very similar for your business as well, where we do need to have the analytical, evidence-based, data-supported interventions, but we don't want to miss out on the magic either. And we want to make room for spirit. We really do. And what I find is that a lot of people are doing this privately and they really find a lot of value in it in their lives. It's the way that they make decisions. And I think the hardest part in the business journey, which we were talking about before we hit record, we, you and I have been doing this a long time and you have to find your audience. So my audience did find me too, but I have to find more of them. And I got to tell you, at the beginning, it was very frustrating. And I see more and more people writing this duality that I have carved out a niche through. And what I found over the years is that because up until recently haven't been a lot of places for people who get both in the same container, they bounce back and forth between super traditional business programming and then these spiritual communities. And they get what they need from one and then they need a break and they go to the other and they just bounce back and forth and they saw them hopping back and forth. And and it's been challenging, but also really rewarding to carve out and pave a road for this in-between space that it can be its own established space and you don't have to bounce back and forth because that gets exhausting. I don't know about you, but I got tired of it. <laughs> yeah. I'm just sitting here nodding because I think about what I've chosen to invest in over the last seven years in my business. And it has felt like one extreme or the other, either it's that go hard, go fast business coaching, or it's like the sensitive new age kind of spiritual piece, but there hasn't really been much that incorporates both. And so I love that that is your approach. So tell me a little bit more about how you serve your clients. What kind of work do you do inside Sensible Woo? So it's grown into a 12-month coaching container. I'll be really honest with you. <laughs> There's a lot of energy shifting right now. And I don't know that it will continue being a 12-month coaching container again. I feel like there's a little evolution happening there right now. So stay tuned. That's to be determined. But I really do help people with their systems. I've created a ton of templates over the years and formulas and workflows for how to tackle getting through that initial early stage hump where it's like the wild west. You know, you're just producing a whole bunch of stuff because you, you kind of have to. And then at some point you have to systematize and then things feel messy <laughs> and you've got to figure out what to do with it. But the truth is, is even from my corporate career days, working with large fortune 500 companies, they go through the same thing. Instead of being a solopreneur's operation or a small business with a small team, it's a whole 
big organization with hundreds of employees and, you know, a whole office building. It, it's the problem is still the same. You have a lot of data. You have a lot of pieces of software. Some things are connected. Some things are disjointed. And the whole point is that we can make it more efficient. It's better for the bottom line. It saves a lot of sanity points when you do it. And it helps you grow and scale in a way that allows the main mission of what your business is trying to do to actually flourish and shine and do what it's meant to do instead of being bogged down in the daily operations of just trying to make things run. So we're really trying to get out of that feeling of just trying to make things run so we actually have more bandwidth for more important things. I want to get into what that looks like for coaches in a minute. But first, I want to really lean into something you shared, which number one is that energy is changing, not just in your business, but we were talking about this before we started recording as well, that you and I are both noticing a pretty significant energy shift in the, I would say the online entrepreneurial space in particular. I just would love to kind of explore that a bit and get your thoughts on what you're observing, what you're noticing, and and maybe what we can learn from that as we move forward in 2023. Yeah. I mean, some of it, and this is part of the spiritual part of the journey is you've got to ride it out. You've got to go through the journey. You've got to get on the ride. (laughs) And, you know, if you hang out and wait for somebody to come back and tell you, you can do that, but eventually you still have to get on the ride. And I see some people hanging out in that space right now where they're just hesitating a lot. I've just started offering a new lead magnet for the year because I started a YouTube channel and I wanted to boost subscribers. And so I said, well, if you subscribe and follow me in all the places, then I'll deliver a loom reading for free, like about a 15 minute reading. And it's turned into this interesting market research experiment from getting back a lot of data through the things people are filling out on this Google form. And a really common marker is feeling like you're at a fork in the road, feeling a bit of an identity crisis, not sure, do I really want to coach? Am I a coach? Do I still want to do this business thing? It's sort of like these unactualized dreams. Like, what do I do with that? If I exit, what does that mean for me? There's a lot of that dialogue happening right now. And I feel so much for everybody. But you and I were talking about, I mean, we've both been in this a long time. So we've seen a lot of things come and go. And I've been blogging since 2010 and then shifted into like the consulting and the coaching in 2016. And so like I've seen the whole content marketing landscape go through a massive evolution in a time, you know, there were no ads on Facebook back in the day. Everything was organic. It was, it was wonderful. <laughs> I still Remember miss those it. Days? <laughs> <laughs> like, what? I want that world back sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And and I just feel like we're we're at another sort of cycle change. Like there's just another evolutionary point happening right now. And because we can't totally predict it, I feel like what we're being asked to do is to become active participants in it. And it's an invitation. And, you know, if you choose to exit that, you can totally do that with a good feeling in your heart. But the point is to pick something that you know you really, really want And I think that point of knowing what you really, really want for coaches right now, that's the identity crisis. People are really sitting with that. And there haven't been a whole lot of spaces to openly explore that in a safe way, I don't think, because a lot of the dialogue that we're still hearing, which is why I'm so glad we're talking about it on your podcast, 
you know, I listen to a lot of podcasts and I watch a lot of YouTube and I subscribe to a lot of email newsletters and it's still this push to like buy my formula, enroll in this program, solve your problems. If you just make more money, you'll get to the next step. Money is important. We need to pay our bills. <laughs> we need to plan for retirement, all the proper human, logical, practical, sensible things. But we also have, you know, desires and all of us channel all the time, you know, we get these visions and these dreams for ourselves and to have that not be given an attempt at actualization, I'm trying to stay away from the word manifestation these days, but to try to get it to that place is a bit of work. And it's also really hard to reconcile when you feel like you can't do it right now. I am also glad we are having this conversation because I think hopefully what it does is it removes some of the stigma associated with being in that unbounded space, that space between dreams and goals and ideas before we've gotten on the ride. I think all of us have had that experience. No, I was going to say maybe not all, but no, I think all of us have probably had an experience of being in in that in-between state. It can be a really uncomfortable state to be in. So I just kind of want to acknowledge that first off. So if anyone listening is feeling that, hopefully you don't feel alone because I think we're seeing that quite a bit in the industry. And I think too, we've had some pretty big shifts happen. I mean, I think about Saturn moving into Pisces. I think about Pluto moving into Aquarius. I mean, we have some big things happening that I can't help but imagine how it's impacting not so much maybe the personal day-to-day, but like the collective. And so this idea that a lot, we seem to be having a collective identity crisis in the online entrepreneurial space. I think number one, we're right on time for it. Number two, it's likely a necessary part of the growth and evolution that needs to happen. I feel that so much. To me, it looks like an energetic rebalancing. You and I both really kicked off the businesses we have today in 2016. And in that time frame, you know, there was a celebrity entrepreneur culture where they had sort of a, a monopoly on the audiences and the followers and the, <laughs> and the size counts of things. And I think we're hitting an era where it's just not sustainable. And I'm seeing so many people who have smaller lists. You've been such a great supporter of, you know, an ethos I've had about small and mighty lists and really championing that for people. And I see people and I work with them and they're having really big impact in a very like localized, concentrated way. And I see audiences wanting more, like a deeper connection with the people that they subscribe to and follow. And you don't really get that when you're just sort of in that like massive follower pool and I'm not saying that that's going to go away or anything. I don't I don't see that happening. But the relationship we have with it is definitely changing. You know, it's not the end-all be-all of the information source and training. There are people who, who are really helping other people. I mean, you and I both have some mutual friends in business who have helped us with our work. And it's not been like the big flashy thing, but it's had really great impact with long-lasting results too which is really what we're after. So for me, being a systems coach, my goal is always that that work that we do has a longer tail, has a long lasting impact. 
it's not the flash in the pan solution. And I'm finding more and more people are starting to realize that they can't grow with these super fast, quick sort of dopamine hit solutions. Yes. I so agree with you. I remember in 2016 when I was first starting my business and trying to research and figure out where to go and who to follow. And all I could find were these big name, like quote unquote guru types, right? They were everywhere. It was ubiquitous. And now in 2023, I actually find personally, I now move away from that. I'm not really interested in engaging in these huge guru-focused spaces. I want small. I want intimate. I want to feel connected to the person behind the program. And that's something I talk about a lot. And even people who are considering working with me, get to know me, make sure that we are aligned, that our values are connected before you even consider investing in any of my programs, because that matters. That's important to me. And so if that's how I practice, that's how I would expect my clients to practice as well. It's so important. You asked me before we hit record what I wanted people to know. And my whole philosophy walking into 2023 has been giving people the gift of time. I know because I work in the human design system with my clients, getting to know themselves as a system. And it's not a human design program, but we incorporate it in there because it's another data point. And most of us, <laughs> based on our charts alone, need more time to come to decisions. Everything is very emotionally based. And I mean, this has been a problem, not just in the entrepreneurial community, but even, you know, just in a standard corporate career, sort of emotions aren't included in the workplace. And and I'm not talking manufactured emotions when it comes to like marketing materials either, but like genuinely like feeling good about what it is you're doing, not feeling like you've been pressured or rushed, not being gaslit to think that, you know, if you don't do this thing, somehow you're a loser or you're not going to get the result, but to actually like get to a point where you feel in harmony with the vision you originally had for what it was you wanted to achieve because coaching really is a space where we're supposed to be in service of our clients, helping them reach these results. You're dealing with your emotions, you're dealing with their emotions, and people need time. I, you know, I've started playing with these longer sales cycles, which to some people seem real kooky, but to me, they feel right. I'm in an emotional authority in human design and I need time to ride the entire wave. And I got to tell you, my wave is a long one. Like <laughs> it takes me a long time. And most of us are that, that authority type. It's important that we make space for it in the world. And when you look at, and I've been trained in traditional sales tactics, you know, being in a coaching zone where you're basically having a, a very structured sales conversation and it's designed to squeeze people into making a decision at the end. It's meant to override the emotional journey of making that choice. You know, I've switched into high ticket offers in the past couple of years and I like it. My clients like it who commit to it, you know, they're all in, but that is a big decision. And I don't take the energy of money lightly. So I feel like it's really important that somebody has given the space and the grace to come to that decision naturally. And if it's not this year, then it's the next year. And if it's still not the next year, you know, there's something else going on there. And it's like, well, maybe they're better served in a different capacity. And 
I wouldn't want to shove a square peg into a round hole for 12 months. That's uncomfortable for everybody. So the intimate environment, I completely agree with you. I think we're all craving that. I love your approach to decision-making, especially around sales, because you're right. We have been taught that we need scarcity, we need urgency, we need to push, we need to go for the sale, we need to do it now, or else dot, 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 we lose it. And what I have found personally is that my people need a long time to warm up to making a decision. In fact, I'm about halfway through a cohort of From Couch to Coach, which is my small group program. And there's a woman in there who I've been speaking to for years. Like she's been emailing me on my radar in my world for three or four years. And this is the first time that she has chosen to work with me in a paid capacity. And I know that a lot of my clients are like that. Some of them may just need a few weeks, but some of them need a really long time. And so I think it's helpful for me to remember that this is a long game and that the seeds that I plant today may not bloom for six months, 12 months, 24 months, who knows, but they're still there. They're underground. They're doing their thing. And so it's my job to water, to tend, to fertilize, to make sure that the soil is right for that sprout to make its way through. Yeah. I think it's also so important, you know, the energetics of ethics and business, I think are really starting to rise to the surface. We're starting to see it. And there are a lot of people who will be ready in a year or two years, but emotionally or financially, one or the other or a combo, it's not the time right now. And I cannot take money from somebody or ask them to take out a loan or to figure out something that they're not comfortable with. Now, what somebody chooses to do in their wallet is their own business. That's like the number one rule of sales. So that I'm not getting involved in, but I do hear from people. They're like, oh, I wish I could you know, do that this year because I just closed the cart. And so they're like, oh, I really wish I could have done that this year. And it's like, it's not the time because if you then are in fight or flight because you don't know how you're going to pay for all your bills this month, we have a huge problem. And now we're not solving business problems. We're just solving for a created trauma, really. And I, like, I cannot do that. I, can't, I just can't do it. I'm with you because not, not all money is good money, honestly. And if it's going to cause pain and hardship for another person, again, I don't want to get involved in their decision-making. I'm not interested in being in their wallet. But if I know, if I know that this is something that they are not prepared to do financially, emotionally, energetically, I don't want to contribute to that. Like, then I will take the offer off the table and we'll say, we'll come back to this when the timing is right. Yeah. So I want to talk to you about this idea of time, needing time, not just for sales, but just in general, needing time to take action in our businesses, to make decisions and how systems can support that. Because that's really like, again, with your background as a librarian and your experience with information management, when it comes to systems, I mean, you've got it down. And so I would love to just kind of hear your perspective on how systems can support coaches in particular with not just running their business, but really like reclaiming some of that time that they're looking for. I love that you asked that in the context of time. That's so, that's so brilliant <laughs> because I think in the end, it really does come down to time. The sort of energetic pattern that I see when people come into the space, 
People get a little fixated about like how they're going to organize their calendar or how they're going to get through their email better. It really is a function of time because we're seeking more time to have spaciousness for ourselves and for our families or whatever the thing is that's important to us on any given moment. And I really feel like systems is partly the things that happens in your business, but mostly about you as an individual. One of my oldest clients, she coined this phrase and she said, she was one of my first pilot students way back in the day. And she was like, oh, this totally makes sense now. It's because your first system is you. And I think that's really where we operate from. And there's a lot of other systems and operations and process coaches out there and they do really amazing things. And I think the thing that is different about what I do is it's really focused on at the core, you as an individual, like you are your first system. You are the primary system. (laughs) And if you as a system are not functioning, no other system is really going to work very well. So you can pick up somebody else's recommendations and formulas. You can pick up mine too. But if you as a system are in a dark night of the soul or needing some kind of extra, you know, personal assistance, then the software is still going to feel wrong. The process is still going to feel clunky. So our goal is really how do we get into flow in like a very, you know, harmonious ecosystem. And I've tried to come up with all kinds of analogies. I love analogies, you know that. And I've tried to come up with this so many over the years. And the first one that came in was, I call it digital feng shui, which I still use, not as much anymore. But because I come from a tech world. I love technology and I don't know why, but my brain just computes it well. And in the early days, one of the big things I heard from people was, if I close the lid on my laptop or just look in that screen, like, I I don't know, it's like all in there somewhere (laughs) and I'm out here and I just don't get it. And like, there was just wasn't any connection. And I still honestly, to this day, can't remember exactly the moment or how it happened, but I remember looking at traditional feng shui and looking at the westernized Bagua map. And it's drawn in a grid and the sectors were all laid out. And the first one that popped out was the fame and reputation section. And I immediately was like, oh, that's like marketing. And then I looked at the rest of it and I was like, oh, these are all business sectors. And I was like, okay, well, if we talk about building a house or we're going to do feng shui on our house, how would we do that in our businesses? And it's become a nice framework that helps people really sort of anchor in This year, in this year's incubator, we're really thinking of it in terms of like like an HGTV show, like we're building a house. And so we're in month one right now because we start in April and we're recording in April. And we're literally just looking at the plot of land. We haven't even poured foundation yet, you know, and so we're just going piece by piece. Because if you really think about like a structure, so like we all know how buildings function You can't decorate it and make it look all pretty and invite people in if the whole thing is falling down or if you've got leaks in your roof or, or like, you know, those fake houses or like the plumbing actually doesn't work. (laughs) It's like, you know, we actually have to install these things. So we, we operate within systems everywhere in our world, infrastructures all around us and learning to identify that inside of your business for your business journey. I feel like that is the difference between just sort of starting out and like, woo, let me see what happens all the way to like, okay, this is a real thing now. Like I actually have to build an entire functioning ecosystem of stuff 
that has to be able to communicate to each other. I have to be able to invite people in as guests. Otherwise, like I can't serve them. And it starts to change the way you look at the choices you make every day, especially during Black Friday. <laughs> because the software <laughs> companies are so good at sending out these annual subscriptions. Ooh. I have seen people yes. buy so many things. And my goal is really to help people not end up in that catch-22 where you feel real fancy because you bought the big whatever thing and you don't know what you're using it for. You don't know how to use it. And it turns out you also need like two other things in order to make it work well in your world. And then you're like, what? It actually costs how much? And then you have to get into the pricing of your programs and your offers. And it turns out that you're, you know, really not covering that in the overhead. And it's just like owning a house, you know, like if you purchase a home above market rate (laughs) and you're paying on it and then it needs repairs. And I see a lot of businesses operate like that, but they look real pretty. If you were to take a magazine picture, they look real pretty. Yes. That's why I love this metaphor you're using actually around building the house because you can have a gorgeous house with all of the really nice architectural features and you know the crown molding inside and all of the details. But if you build that house on a weak foundation, if you have not taken the time to pour the slab and make sure that you are on solid footing, like that house is going to crumble. It's not going to last. And so this idea that you are your own system and you are your first system to me feels very foundational, you know, and to do that work and to get really clear on who you are, what your values are, what your vision is, and then create systems for you to support that and then build your business from there. That just makes so much sense, Mary. I really like that. Thanks. It's, it seems to be really helping people. If there's something I do well, it's analogous thinking and I try to pull them in whenever I can. I just feel like any good coach for you in your business should be kind of like that appraiser coming in who's really evaluating, is this a smart buy? (laughs) Is this a smart buy? And the first thing that they'll do is they will assess the foundation. And it's even like in the way that you're assessed for home insurance and taxes, you know, are you in a flood zone? (laughs) Are you in a wildfire zone? Whatever the thing is, like, everybody's business is going to have factors like that. Like we do with buying a house in real life because we work in different industries and we help different kinds of audiences. And so that's just sort of like a natural part of being in the world, but how you make your decision and feel good about it is another thing. When I lived in Texas, I owned a home in Austin and I looked at so many houses, (laughs) so many houses. And there were some houses where I thought there were a couple where I thought, Uh, that would be a great house. But like one of them was kind of backed up to kind of like a steep hillside. And when rains come in Texas, like it's real dry. And then all of a sudden it's like a flood. And my appraiser was like, I just have to tell you (laughs) if it was me, (laughs) this is what I see. And there was another house I actually made an offer on and then optioned out of it. And when the appraiser came in, it looked so pretty. He went into the roof and discovered that it had holes in the ridge beam because a huge hailstorm had come through years prior and the person selling the home had taken the insurance money and didn't repair the roof. They took the money and then like did something with it. And there are things like that that happen in our businesses and we have to be able to assess them honestly and accurately and then make those critical choices about where do we spend our precious dollars when it comes to building 
you know, like, yes, it would be really nice to say repaint, even though maybe we don't need to, but like, I really need to put on a new roof. Maybe this year I should focus on the roof, you know? And it's tricky because foundations and roofs are not the sexiest part of houses, you know? Like we want the the beautiful screened in porch. We want the lanai or whatever. Those are great. But yeah, if you've got cracks in your foundation or holes in your roof, then you're in trouble. And so part of it too is taking that strategic look at what do I need first? Where does my focus need to be? And then... I'm curious because as I'm thinking about, all right, pulling all these systems in, operating my business, tell me how you see intuition playing into that. Because I know that intuition and spirituality is such a vital part of the work you do. How do you see that coming into play with systems work? I find that it really has to do with that you are your first system part while you're walking around (laughs) as coach doing your thing. You're feeling things, you're envisioning things all the time. I love how often I hear and see words being thrown around on podcasts or in interviews and somebody will say, oh yeah, you know that the spreadsheet said all the blah, 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 but like my gut said, do this and I did it. You know, that was that idea that just shouldn't have worked and it did. I took a big gamble, but I just knew in my heart it was right. And we say these, like there's evidence of it everywhere. And so we are operating very much through intuitive practice. Not everything is just because my metrics said X, Y, Z. And I think some of the best people we work with who help us, whether it's like our ad campaign managers or people who help us with copy or whatever, there's an intuitive gift that they have that they bring. And it's why we love working with them. They have a certain gift for things, you know, the best coaches, they see things in their clients. That's an intuitive aspect. And when it comes to systems, I think I just have an intuitive side around the unsexy parts. (laughs) It's just, I don't know why, like I just do. And somehow like I'm able to help people either find the fun in it or, finally like make peace with that part of it. And that's what I bring. The clients who come into my world, my audience members, they are operating on a daily level where they consult their astrology forecasts and they're reading all the energy reports for the day or the week. They frequently base timing of decisions on those factors And they don't broadcast it to the world. It's just part of everyday life. And I feel like that deserves to be honored. I don't think you need to like wear it on your sleeve and be like, I'm going to be super woo-woo, even though it has nothing to do with my business, you know? And you don't have to in order to feel good about operating in that way. But also you shouldn't feel ashamed of it or like you have to hide it or pretend like it's not happening. And I'm like, no, like it's happening. (laughs) totally happening. (laughs) And we're going to let it happen here. And after being in the space for so long building business, and I just knew from other experiences I'd had that it's important that we have a space where like you and I are talking about the eclipse energy from yesterday (laughs) and to have a space where you can come in and be like, y'all, I'm having a really hard day today. And I think it's the eclipse. (laughs) That's the reason why. Maybe it's not. Maybe it's not, honestly. But to be able to either joke about it or to just 
be able to say, this is where I'm at today. And everyone else is like, I feel you. I feel you. Yeah. To be acknowledged, to be seen, to have it be normalized. That's pretty powerful. And that's why I love small communities in particular. We were talking about that too, about that when you can really connect to the person, not just the person behind the program, but the other people in the program with you to build that community. I think that is so important. My goodness, I could sit here and talk to you all day. I wish I could sit here and talk to you all day. I think this just means we have to have you back on the show in the future because this has been a wonderful conversation. And I have no doubt that people are going to want to have their own conversations with you. So what's the best way to connect with you? Where can we find you? Well, you can find me over on my website at sensiblewoo.com. And if you go to the upper right corner, there's a little link that says free library. So you can hop in there and poke around. I'm regularly updating it. It'll lead you to my YouTube channel, which has turned into a fun place this year. So I've been recording a lot of things in there. I started recording a monthly energy report for entrepreneurs that's like growing quick little legs. Surprised me. <laughs> um, and, and that's been a lot of fun. So I'm playing around with that a lot. I send a weekly newsletter, so you can also subscribe. The newsletter has been a lot of fun. The latest iteration, which has been running for a few months now, every week I send a weekly reading. So you can pick from reading one or reading two. And it's a newsletter like exclusive. So people can come in there. And it's all through the eyes of I am a business owner. All of life. It's like, no, through the lens of business, <laughs> here are the things. And my goal is to have as much fun with it as possible. I've gone through the dip of like being super serious about business. And I'm like, this is all of me too. So hopefully I give evidence that you can have fun with it. You absolutely do. I look forward to your newsletter every week, actually. I'm always always excited when it hits my inbox. So definitely head to to sensiblewoo.com and subscribe for that. Check out the free library. We will have links in the show notes as well. And I'm sure we'll have you back in the future. But until then, Mary, thank you so much for being a guest on the show today. Thanks for having me. I'm so glad we got to talk on here. You've been a generous guest in my summits in the past. And I just, we could probably sit and talk for hours. I know. Well, we'll, <laughs> we'll have to do that. That would be a lot of fun. Figure it out. Until next time. <laughs> I hope you enjoyed that conversation as much as I did. Yet again, I had one of those moments where I hit the stop recording button and I looked at the clock and I could not believe that we had been speaking for almost 40 minutes. That just flew by for me. I hope it did for you. And I know that you are going to want to learn much more about Mary and what she offers over at sensiblewoo.com. Definitely check out that free library. It is a treasure trove of wonderful resources. You'll want to sign up for her newsletter. There's always really valuable information in there, things that you can take immediate action on. And Mary is just a delight. So she's definitely someone you are going to want to get to know and connect with. So head on over to sensiblewoo.com to learn more. I hope wherever in the world you are, you are having a wonderful week and that you will join me next week for another episode of the Coach with Clarity podcast. The best way to make that happen is to subscribe to the show or follow the show. Different podcast platforms use different words, but I guarantee wherever you're listening, there should be an option to follow or like or subscribe. Go ahead and do that. And then the Coach with Clarity podcast will show up in your feed automatically 
every week. So join me next Monday for our next show. And until then, my name is Lisha McDonough, reminding you to get out there and show the world what it means to be a coach with clarity. Thanks for listening to the Coach with Clarity podcast. Be sure to visit coachwithclarity.com for detailed show notes and bonus material just for podcast listeners. Did you enjoy today's podcast? If so, then I invite you to check out the Coach with Clarity membership program exclusively for intuitive coaches ready to master both the business and the craft of coaching. You'll discover monthly hot seat coaching calls, Q&A sessions, and guest expert trainings, as well as the most supportive and innovative community of coaches out there. If you're ready to take your coaching to the next level, then you're ready for the Coach with Clarity membership. Learn more at coachwithclarity.com. Don't forget to subscribe to the show wherever you listen to your podcasts. And if you know a coach who could use a little clarity in their work and life, then please share this episode with them. I'll be back next week with another episode of the Coach with Clarity podcast. Until then, go show the world what it means to be a coach with clarity.